So that is, <laughs> as I'm sure you all know from Toy Story, you, you Got a Friend in Me by Randy Newman, released in 1995. The genre is children's music pop. <laughs> and if you manage to not sing along, you're fucking lying. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you lie. Because, right. oh my God, that song, it gets you right in the fields. And I'm here for it. It really does. Right. And uh, we that is the song of the week. So every week we're going to have, just like we've had in the past, songs that have been stuck in our head or that are related to our episodes. And that is the song of the week because, Sessie, it's so cheesy. And this song is... Our episode is really <laughs> cheesy. <laughs> if you couldn't tell already, it's, it's kind of delving into how me and Genesis became friends. Hey, hey, G. Yeah. You got a friend in me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ace. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. Welcome back, lovers. Yes, welcome back to episode three. Uh, we're going to be talking about, in this episode, finally, what we keep putting a pin in, which is how Ceci and I actually met and became really good friends. But before we do that, we're going to do yeah, a check-in. Um, we're going to reveal the plot twist, this plot twist that like really um, breaks my heart. And that is the <laughs> fact that Genesis... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, I'm not actually in Madrid. <laughs> Uh, I'm not in Madrid. I'm actually, this is part of my check-in because, well, you and I are having, yeah, I'm actually not who everyone thinks I am. Um, well, this is part of the check-in because Ceci and I have not seen each other in how long now? Like, yes, more and we're weeks? so dramatic about it. It's insane. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> we talked on the phone yesterday but- and today. In a voice message over WhatsApp. <laughs> I was like, girl, I haven't talked to you in forever. And I'm like, wait, that's a straight up lie. And we talked to yesterday <laughs> through WhatsApp. Yeah, pretty much. But a part of the check-in is revealing that I'm not in Madrid this um, school year, I guess. Since, you know, Ceci and I are both teachers, so we talk in school years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually in this small town in the north of Portugal called Barcelos, for those of you who don't know, which most of you don't know where this is because I didn't even know where it was. Um, it is about an hour away from Porto on the train, but I'm here on a Fulbright also teaching English. I really love Portugal. I mean, this we can put a pin in this later, I'm um, for later, but long story short, I really had a desire to try Portugal out for a bit, but the Fulbright process is so long that, you know, by the time I actually got the Fulbright, a lot of things had changed in my life. So it made leaving Madrid actually quite hard for me. But yeah, yes, big uh, I plot twist. I'm not. I said, yeah, big huh? mistake, but just kidding. Like I, I'm, I'm very yeah. proud of you <laughs> for doing a Fulbright. That's awesome. And for you're, you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. That's for freaking sure. <laughs> understatement uh, of the year. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, um, I guess that goes into how else we're doing in our angel yeah, cards, Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. I guess we're going to have to explain what angel cards are in the first place. Yeah, because I think that's in our, our even our podcast description that we talk about our angel cards, but we haven't explained what they mean. Well, I guess you should take that away. Yes. Um, so... I'm probably going to be the Oprah of shout-outs in this episode because first I'm going to start. Shout-out to my Aunt Monique, who is my mom's best friend. So my mom's um, – well, one of my mom's best friends because, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I can't, I can't like, leave Aunt Michelle I know people are going to be like, Anyways, you throw shade. <laughs> no, but um, my Auntie Monique, who is my mom's best friend, um, I would say is her Amarillo – we will explain that term later in this episode. But um, she introduced my mom to angel cards, which are these little pieces of paper um, in a box, and they have words of reflection on them for the day. And each one has like a little illustration of an angel 
Um, but basically, it's words like commitment and honesty, forgiveness. You know, I think there's probably 50 words in there. And my Aunt Monique introduced it to my mom and then my mom to me. But yeah, so you pick a word for the day and then that's like a focal point for the rest of your day for you to like focus on and maybe sometimes I pick a word. I think I need to like remind myself what that word actually means. So something like, what was yours the other day, G, that we looked up? Yeah, synthesize. Synthesize. I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, synthesize. And so it's a good reminder to like, first of all, re-look up the definitions of these words and it's... Also a way, a really good way for me to end my days, and this is something that me and Genesis share when she's been lit being with me, um, <laughs> when she stays with me here in Madrid, like we basically ended up, we really bonded over this. She totally got mm-hmm. to, got into the spirit of the angel cards, which mm-hmm. like I love you for because um, the angel cards is something I do with my mom, but normally I like to also sh- like close the day reflecting on the, on the word, on the angel card. Because, I mean, I'm a spiritual person, so I believe in those angel things, or at least in something. And sometimes it's really crazy to see how, like, your word plays a role in your day. So, like, maybe, G, if you want to give an example. Yeah, I mean, we can say anything about the cards. Um, explain what they are yeah, by I mean, talking about them, I guess. Sorry, I apologize to listeners if you can hear an echo. So I think the way that I like to look at angel cards is sort of like a framework through which you can give your day purpose. Like, there's this idea of, like, life has no meaning you give life the meaning that you want, kind of. And I feel like angel cards are a really nice way to do that Mm -hmm. in a way. Like you get a card and you kind of see how your day can have meaning through the lens of that that card. And so if we look at my word today, you, um, Ceci's been pulling the cards for me since I'm not physically there, um, which I appreciate her for. So thank you for doing that, even though I'm not there. Um, But my angel card today was openness. And (laughs) at least for me, I feel like in my experience uh, with the angel cards, for the most part, I tend to look at ways in which I'm struggling or like frustrated by something or something that I've been, that seems like an obstacle for me and helping or using the angel card to help me look at that thing differently so that it doesn't frustrate me so much. So my word today was openness. And I thought about ways that I could, or the way that it sort of spoke to me was thinking about in in which ways could I be open to things I haven't been open to today. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that I haven't, that I have been struggling with a lot being in a place like Barcelos, which again, those of you will not know that Barcelos is a very, very small city and I'm from, I'm a city person. And so it's very difficult for me to be here because there's really not much to do. And what there is to do is like, there's very limited things to do. So I was sort of like, okay, how can I be open to not doing things? Or how can I be open to, you know, looking at not doing some, not doing things as actually doing something, right? Right. So I thought about like, just like wandering around the city. And like, even though I'm not, I don't have an objective per se, walking around the city within it within itself is a thing that I'm doing, right? Mm-hmm. So trying to be open to that and being like, okay, I am doing something. I'm engaging with the city. Something else that I'm trying to be open to, I have, I have the unlucky news of really needing to get my wisdom teeth pulled out in the near future. And I'm trying to be open <laughs> <laughs> to the reality that my teeth will probably move before I get them taken out. Um, and just sort of, you know, being open to that and just being like, okay, like my life does not end because I mean, the the reason why this is frustrating, of course, is the fact that I literally had braces for, from fourth grade until eighth grade. It was very embarrassing. I was a total nerd and I feel like I've sacrificed way too much for my teeth to get crooked again, but I'm trying to be open to, to the fact that there's nothing I can do right now. Like I can't get them pulled out tomorrow or even within this my biggest. So that's so funny that you say that because like my biggest fear is getting my wisdom teeth taken out. Like I, ugh, I do not handle doctors and dentists, like having to stick needles in me or whatever, anything related to like pain, like self-inflicted through the doctor's office. I avoid like, well, get this, no one's get this in Portugal. <laughs> if I were to get them in Portugal or in Spain, they yeah. don't put you to sleep. Yes, that's that's why I'm like fuck no, I'm not like yeah. I also like my my dentist, which I have literally avoided. This is how much I hate it. Um, for like a year, 
oh, my mom's going to get so mad when she hears this. Um, she's like, you need to go to the dentist now. Um, yeah, I've avoided it because, well, yeah, in, in, there is no way I'm not, you need to knock me all the way out if you're going to be sticking any kind of needle or even, oh, oh my God. This, ugh. Yeah, like but, I was gonna, I was telling telling Uriel, I was like, I'm freaking out about um, Uriel's my partner, by the way, listeners. Um, I was telling him like, you know, I'm freaking out about my teeth, and like, just the more that I told him about like, because I've been talking to my bottom row is my bottom row is all fucked up, and I can tell it's getting worse. But I'd rather have crooked teeth than let someone in my mouth. It scares me so bad. I'm terrified because he says like, yeah, they don't put you to sleep. They do like local anesthesia. And you can feel a lot of pressure, but apparently, according to my Portuguese student, like you don't feel pain. And I'm just I like, will, oh my god, no! If I'm awake, I will literally bite someone's finger off. <laughs> I have, I have bit a nurse before when I was young mm. because I didn't hand. Oh, my mom is the oh, I poor woman. I embarrass her so much because, like, as a grown ass woman, it's only been, like I have bit a nurse before. <laughs> um. I mean, in my adolescence, I wouldn't say as an adult, but it, it's not until probably the last three years that I have been able to get my blood drawn like a grown grown up because normally I, I throw a fucking fit and start crying and like the nurses hate me. <laughs> that- so, 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 so yeah, there's no way I could, oh, no, I'm definitely going to wait till I get back home to get them pulled out. But the thing is, like, I think you mentioned that your teeth are impacted or something, or it's actually causing discomfort. I'm luckily, like, nothing's wrong with me, so I'm going to put this off as long as I can. Well, everyone's like, maybe it's just in your head. Like, maybe you're just hyper aware of it because you're worried about it. Mm -hmm. But I straight up, literally in the last week, have noticed that one of my molars has totally just is in a new spot than it was. Like, I just was like, what the hell? I looked at my molar and I was like, when did it move to this place right now so that freaked me out and then teeth I generally do stress me out so much because you know I have those dreams all the time where my teeth fall out and it's the worst don't they say that like if you have a dream about your teeth falling out it means like someone's gonna die or something <laughs> oh don't say that I haven't had that much death in my life in my hmm. well well now I feel like and then on top of that I just literally feel like when I bite Mm-hmm. It feels like nothing. It just my my bite doesn't feel the same. I but mean, anyways, we definitely went out of huge. <laughs> right. Anyways, sorry, mom. So you're angel. I, you're I will go to the dentist when I come home <laughs> in July, I guess. Yes. Anyways, and your angel card? My angel card today was delight, which is funny because um, I have this like teaching portfolio. It, you know because I, I'm in the language assistant program in order to renew for next year. I'm explaining this for our listeners. Obviously, you know, this G cause I've been, yeah. I've been complaining about this project for a while. Um, but yeah, I have to do like an online course and then turn in a, a teaching portfolio and that's all due on the 28th, which is this Wednesday. Like where the heck did February go? Can we talk about that? Dude, we were talking about how long January was. Like January, what, 77? Was that what the meme yes. said? Yes. And yeah, it's already March. It's March. It's March. Just that. Yeah, that's February crazy. was a fart, like you said. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Yeah, so I've been like complaining about... Well, okay, first of all, huge shout out to my sister. I told her that I would shout out to her in the next episode because she was like... Um, 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 you know what your faithful listeners hasn't gotten this shout out which I find hard to believe so <laughs> shout out to my little sister said I the apple of my eye she came out to visit me she's 17 years old and she came all by herself to visit me here in Madrid for two weeks so that's another reason why me and G um, haven't been able to record or even like talk that much in well we talk every day through WhatsApp, but like we haven't fully been able to catch up um, because my sister's been here visiting and it was amazing. First of all, I think that's also why February, 
February went so fast for me because she was here from the 7th until the 21st. Um, she was my Valentine's Day present from my mama. Um, so yeah, and it was it was beautiful and it was wonderful. And um, I didn't work on this project at all while she was here. And so like right after she left, which was this week, Wednesday, I've had to buckle down and get this shit done because it's due next Wednesday. And so even though it's like, it's a very doable project and it's not the end of the world, my anxious ass is making it a bigger deal than it can be, than it should be. Right. Pero bueno. Um, so today I didn't even get up. I woke up and I like just grabbed my laptop and I started working on it right away. And so I worked on it from like 10 until no sé cuándo, got up to get something to eat. And then I grabbed my angel card and it said delight. And I was like, well, fuck this. I'm not working on this project anymore. I'm going to go delight in my wonderful Sunday and enjoy what I have left of it. And there was a picnic in the park with some beautiful Melanin Madrid fam people. So I went to Retiro, Parque Retiro. Yeah, I had saw a it picnic. on your story. I was so jealous. Um, yeah, it was beautiful. beautiful. It was so... I was only there for like an hour and a half because then after that, which was... Okay, so that was delightful in it of itself like just going to the park and like um lounging in the sun and coloring and listening to music and just communing with beautiful people but then um something else I was able to delight in today um I had my first resistance book club meeting and it went so well and my heart is so full and I'm so happy um tell our listeners what the resistance book club is yeah, sure. Um, so me and my lovely friend, Erin Corinne, owner of El Salon del Artista, which is like a space that we hold the book club in. And then Terry, is, who is the owner of Desperate Literature, a glorious bilingual, um, trilingual actually, I think it's like English, Spanish and French uh, bookshop in, in Madrid. Um, we all partnered to create this resistance book club and resistance because we're, we're specifically focusing on readings that have anything to do with like social justice and the intention of being as intersectional as possible. And so it's so funny, G, because like I walk into the room, like I, I was, I was running on Spanish time because I was just at the park and I was like, well, nobody's going to get there at 530. I get there 10 minutes late. I get in there and Dia, it's like full. It was like full of people. And I, I, I went up to Aaron. I'm like, oh, is, is there like an event that's like finishing up? And then like, Cause I kind of thought like no one was going to show up right away mm-hmm. and it was 23 people. And she's like, Nope, these are all wow. people here for, for you. And I'm like, Oh my God. And it was, it was so exciting. And it was from, it was like two hours long. We filled up that whole space and we like, I think like another extra half hour of mingling and beautiful, um, new fa- I mean, a lot of new people I've never met before and like people from, it's a, like it was a diverse mix of um, people and it was just really, really, really exciting. So that's something new that it's a project that I've been working on with Erin and Terry and we're hoping to see it grow. And if any listeners are out here in Madrid and want to check us out, we have a Facebook group. Plug. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so yeah, that was another way I delighted in my day and I feel very lucky and just grateful for today my angel card and my communities and Madrid in general word well that was just our chicken (laughs) (laughs) that just just our I thought you said just our chicken I was like chicken I think I think I definitely did just pronounce it like chicken I think it's my Portuguese accent coming (laughs) (laughs) so now that we're actually in our episode um really quickly just to recap last episode if you haven't heard it um Ceci and I talked about why we came back to Madrid. We both studied abroad in Madrid when we were juniors in college. Um, We talked about that in our first episode. And then our second episode was talking about um, after having studied abroad, we both decided to come back. So yes, and I will say that even though G is not here, right, physically right now, she's in Portugal, she's still very present in spirit in Madrid. Like, you know, you've been here twice this year and it's so funny because like whenever I go to events <laughs> and people are, are like, so where's your other half or like, where's your partner in crime? And Grant, well, okay, we're just about to get into this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're we finally gonna- taking the pin out and we're talking about, we're finally talking about how we met 
and how we became friends. Yes. Can I start? Can I start? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So I met Genesis at a Madrid resistance event, which um, just, you know, to explain what Madrid resistance group is, it's, it's a kind of like a collective of yeah um, it's like a yeah it's a collective um activist group mainly of um americans it was catalyzed by by the election of trump like basically it was in response of like finding out that trump won the election and we were all like devastated and like what the fuck so we um did some there was some yeah manifestaciones how like protests yes yes that took place that were like quickly organized in response to that. And then that's kind of how Madrid resistance started. Mm -hmm. And I had learned about that. And Genesis was part of, you were part of the planning or the initial. Yeah. I was definitely one of the, the main organizers of the, of the group, Um, the like main group and the event that you and I met at officially was actually a particular event that me and Des uh, another Madrid Resistance member had actually spearheaded. Yes, which was the book swap. Yes. And it was like a book swap with like a food potluck thing, and it was glorious. I just remember that food was so good. Oh, yeah. And some girl made like some dope-ass cookies. Uh, yeah, Eric. Shout out to Eric who made some fo- some homemade focaccia that was bread. So like, good. no big deal. Yeah, and then there was some there was some vegan brownies that were so good. I didn't even oh, know they were right. vegan because I was like, who made these dope brownies and <laughs> yeah um and then like some hummus of course i'm gonna like the thing that stood out the most to me was the food <laughs> um, i mean see for me if i wasn't leading it that's what i would have focused yeah, on. yeah <laughs> no but so no that was that was a really cool event um if you couldn't tell like i'm really drawn to like books and like the the usage of literature in resistance movements but anyways so genesis was leading it or co-leading it and i knew right away she was latina i didn't know what kind of latina but i knew she was latina <laughs> and so it's funny because this for me is is a special effort and genesis knows why because people i think assume and Sometimes I certainly can be that I'm like really straightforwardly social in like group settings and da 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 da. But literally, one of the things I hate most—I wouldn't say hate, but like it's—it's sometimes a struggle for me—is to like approach people at like events, like exactly that type of setting, like to go introduce myself and start a conversation. It's not that I want to be antisocial. It's just that it's really hard for me sometimes to do that like initial like small talk, like "Hey, how's it going? Where are you from? Nice to meet you." I just feel like I'm really bad at it. Mm-hmm. So for me to go up to Genesis in my book is big. I feel honored. <laughs> but there was something about her that I just wanted to know you. And so I remember, you know, like saying, hey, like, my name's da-da-da-da. Like, where are you from? Because you look Latina. And, then, you know, she let me know she's from Guatemala. And I let her know where I was from. And we exchanged like I said, I'm really bad at this whole thing. So I was probably a little bit awkward, but we exchanged information. Um, I think on Facebook. So I ended up on Facebook after that meeting and totally had the intention of like, we should get coffee sometime or like meet up. And I definitely intended on it, but it just never happened that year. So even mm-hmm. though last year was the year that you were here and that I met you, we never hung out. Um, so simply, I guess just, you know, scheduling stuff and I don't know. Bueno. I don't know if you. <laughs> yeah, I'll think it well. It, uh, so then, when we, I remember thinking uh, when I met you, well, also being like, oh wow, like I've never, I'd never seen you before at like any other Madrid resistance things, or at least I hadn't noticed you. And then when you, you and I started talking, something that stood out to me about you was the fact that you had brought up to me the whole um, gentrification of Lava Pies, um, <laughs> which so I thought was. Which I thought was dope because I was like definitely trying to think of ways to become more involved in local activism in Madrid. Yeah. And so the fact that you knew about shit happening in La Vapies, which at the time was where I lived, um, yeah. I thought it was really dope. And I was like, I think for me, I was like, oh, word, I hope that, you know, her and I, like Ceci and I could go to yeah, uh, something. Yeah, I think that's what, what the, our original plan, it wasn't coffee. We were going to maybe like go to an event about that together or something. It just never Yeah. So then uh, fast forward to me being in Portugal, right? Um, I went back to Madrid or I decided to go back to Madrid for Thanksgiving because um, I went to Tufts uh, for undergrad, as you guys know. 
and Tufts in Madrid was the study abroad program was having their annual Thanksgiving dinner. And it's something that I look forward to every year and decided to just take the trip to Madrid and spend Thanksgiving there because Madrid is really the closest thing I have to home um, right now. Mm. So, but I didn't have um, a place to stay. Um, And that's usually my (laughs) issue. So I just went on ahead. I'm kind of, I'm really shameless when it comes to favors and stuff like that I just post on Facebook all the time like hey does anyone have this does anyone have like a screwdriver like I'm like that (laughs) (laughs) so on Facebook I just was like hey Madrid peeps like does anyone have does anyone willing to like spare me their couch Um, I'm going to be in Madrid for a week and I'd really appreciate the help Um, and I just figure you know I put enough good karma out there in the world that there are some good people out there who would you know do me the favor and so a couple of people responded. Um, shout out to Claire, who's a stand-up comedian in Madrid, as well as in Oxnard. She offered her house to me, but I also needed to pick up a piece of luggage in Lava Pies, and she lived a little far from there, so I decided not to stay with her. My friend Brandon, shout out to you. I love you very much, but communication with him at the time was very inconsistent, so I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to depend on staying with him because I don't know if he'll actually answer me when I need him to. And then Ceci responded and was just like, yeah, you can stay with me. And then I remember like, I don't know, I wasn't totally surprised, but I was also like, wow, that's so nice of her because like you and I had never actually hung out. Right. That, and that's so funny because, okay, from my, from my point of view, like I saw your thing and it's so, because it was literally an immediate I immediately typed it. It was like, hey, girl, you can stay with me. And then I was like, after I hit send, I was like, wait a minute. Like, I don't even know her. Uh, (laughs) But I will say that even though we hadn't hung out, like, once we were friends on Facebook, like, um, I just felt like you were a kindred spirit. Because anytime you shared anything on Facebook or articles, like, I was, like, snaps to that, like, like. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I just felt like we had a lot in common. And so... But yeah, especially because you can you can attest to this because um, like after I had because you had said like, you know, a spare couch. And then I'm like, wait, um, I don't actually have a couch because <laughs> my apartment is so microscopic that it doesn't even constitute as a couch. It's like a love seat. And it's one of those like I it's like Ikea love seats that like there's no way anyone and I am a bite sized person. I can't even sleep on that. Right. So then, so then I was like, really, the only like place that you can sleep that I can offer you, which I already just did, um, is a trundle bed. I have a trundle bed in my tiny, tiny, tiny bedroom. And if any of you are like me, I had no idea what the fuck a trundle bed was. She was like, oh yeah, you can sleep in my trundle bed. And I was like, what the fuck is a trundle bed? And I had to Google it. And if you guys don't know what it is, if you guys ever saw, I think it's three little ninjas. Um, what? No, no, sorry. If you've ever seen, um, what is it called? Oh my god! Oh my god! No, 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 no! Kung Fu Kids. Okay, there's a movie. I'm not gonna go into it, but there's a movie with Kung Fu Kids. Uh, three, uh, little Kung Fu fighters and their siblings, and they share. They have these really cool beds that pull out one underneath the other. And yes, so a, trundle a trundle bed is a bed that rolls out underneath another twin size bed. And I basically. remember being like, this is dope. I've always wanted one of these. It was like the coolest thing. Like when I saw it in the movie, I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. So when she told yeah. me that, I was like, that sounds dope. I'd love to I'd love to sleep in one of those. Which is so funny. I love the way Jack phrased it, where he was like, Yeah, it's like the <laughs> the motorcycle sidecar of bed. <laughs> Yo, Jack has jokes for days. Shout out to Jack. Uh, Shout out to Jack for always making us smile. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> he had me dying for a minute with perfect, that one. Perfect. Yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I have this trundle bed. And like, but literally, how small my bedroom is, is that you pull out the trundle bed and my bed starts at one wall and the trundle bed ends at another wall. So the, it takes up the entire room. <laughs> o sea, la gente no entiende that my room is small. As hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. O sea, mi, ma, mi, mi mamá no me para nada, <laughs> that there is no other room. Like, you can't, it's like, it's literally beds, which is super cozy. And like, but okay, obviously, because I had never really hung out with you before, but I'm like literally offering you this bed that's like really 
I mean, I, I didn't mind having you up in all up in my space, but if you were expecting to have your own space, like, no, it's going to be pretty intimate. Like you're right. sleeping nice. To me. Um, so I kind of like, you know, I, I commented later, I, or I messaged her saying like, yo, by the way, like, just so you know, like I have a trundle bed, I'm sorry, I don't have a lot of space, but you know, offer still on the table. And she was like, totally cool about it. Like you were like, yeah, no, it's cool. Like, <laughs> I mean, the way I see it is like beggars can't be choosers. So if like, if you were letting me stay with right. you, then I was going to take whatever you had for me. Um, right. Um, but yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't bothered by, uh, by this trundle bed situation, though I'm not going to lie. It's true. I don't think any of you will actually understand how small Ceci's apartment and her room really is until you actually see it. Because mm-hmm. I remember go- when you told me when when you're like, my room's really small. I was like, oh, shit, it really is. It's yeah. like, este pedazo de cuarto. <laughs> like, it's just not even, it's not even a full room. It's just a piece of yeah. room. Which... Um, but Sassy has it all cute. It looks perfect. It's she doesn't need more than that. And like the way you have it decorated is really, really nice. So Yeah. Yeah. So fast yeah. forward to when Genesis comes. It's like I let you in. You know, she had to lug because I don't I live on the sixth floor. There's no elevator. And so oh, yeah, she had floors. to like lug her stuff up and I open the door. And it's so funny because it's kinda I literally am like, Hola, que tal? Like, welcome, welcome, you know. But it's almost like meeting you for real for the first time, but also you're staying at my house. (laughs) Right, which is like a, that could be a a really big hit or miss. Right, right. It was like super risky, especially for someone like me. Like, yeah, but like I said, and I'll explain this later, like there's just something about Genesis and also maybe just like our Latina connection. Like, I think Latinos, like we're used to having like these mass, at least in my family, it's so funny, like we have no concept of personal space like because we couldn't like I've shared a room my whole life right and like I remember for like my quinceanera I have a small house and we somehow fit like 20 relatives in it like me and my primos were literally sleeping on the trampoline outside because we didn't have any more floor space to put people (laughs) like we have no concept of (laughs) so I figured you know like she's family in, in, in Madrid, where I don't have that many Latina women in my life, this girl's family. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, and, and it was it was a beautiful thing. Like, literally, from the second you walked through my door, I felt like we talked that whole mm-hmm. week nonstop. <laughs> nonstop. For real. I don't even know what we, we talked, it was like, I don't even know. We just talked about everything under the sun. Like, anything you can imagine. Well, it's the thing. The thing I loved about you is that we went straight past the bullshit small talk, and we went we do- we dove right into like the heavy stuff. Like I don't even know what we first were talking about. Maybe we were reflecting on. Oh, I yeah, I don't even. Know. We were. I think one. Well, one of the conversations was about just us feeling guilt about coming to Madrid and how we both really shared that uh, guilt and trying to work through it and had a sort of come to terms with the fact that like we're not necessarily uh or we don't have to consider ourselves like race traders or like uh cop-outs or right. frauds. Fraud- fraudulent fraudulent latinas that decided to come and decide. live in, in madrid yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i think yeah you're right you're and right. i feel like that was a gateway conversation into being like oh word we're really on the same page with really mm-hmm. profound things or questions we even have about ourselves and I think it really allowed us to to open up and talk about other things, like other really profound um, things that we didn't have the answers to. And so we kind of like found a lot of answers to these questions, I think, like with each other yes. through our conversations. Um, yes, there was like no boundaries, like from the get go. And I remember, yeah, because you came here at a time where I was really struggling, um, not going to, mm. <laughs> I was struggling <laughs> with um, not going to put any names out there. Pero unos hijos de puta um, <laughs> from Tinder. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember this. There's some, like, Tinder Tinder dude issues um, because... Hashtag men are hashtag trash. Hashtag men are trash. Shout out to Muñoz <laughs> because that is the hashtag of the century. Just kidding. But, like... Um, no, yeah, she was like super there for me. I was struggling with some some dude problems and um like yeah. How do we not struggle with dude problems? <laughs> Isn't that so like straight up? Yeah, that is so like ugh. 
Um, but yeah, so then immediately told you all that and like you were totally like on point with listening and the advice and all this stuff and um yeah so there was just we just immediately bonded right away which is one of the reasons why I call I refer to Genesis as one of my amarillos what I mean by that because that's like a specific term that actually I was introduced to by shout out to Raquel Repiso love her She's one of my closest friends um, that I made last year here in Madrid. She is Española de Bronxteles. Um, she was like the co-teacher I was assigned to last year. But like we, she's like an amazing person, beautiful friend, soul that I have in my life. But she she told me that I was one of her amarillos. And I'm like, what's an amarillo? And um, an amarillo is this really beautiful concept that is by Albert Espinosa, which is a Spanish author, and he writes this book called El Mundo Amarillo. Um, I recommend it to y'all. Specifically, the like last six chapters where he like talks and defines what an amarillo is. Which basically, I could talk a lot about this, but it's this idea that like amarillos are like special, special people in your life that are almost like in this like in between friendship and in between love is this like beautiful I wouldn't say gray space I would say yellow space (laughs) that's like undefinable (laughs) that like these people you have just like crazy fast connections with and you know for some reason you're connected and your friendship is like accelerated beyond a normal like friendship development progression or whatever um and like you don't necessarily always have to see that person or or even have them for very long in your life but there is they like mark you forever and I feel that way about Genesis like she is someone that I I don't know dude you're just (laughs) I'm really bad at explaining this concept because it is so beautiful but I do not do it justice um (laughs) I mean I think when you explained to me what an Amadio was I started to think about who's who, who might be an Amadio in my life but I do think, I mean, everyone's Amadio, like the way you define who your Amadio is, I feel like it really depends on who you are and what that relationship is. So like the definition of an Amadio itself, how it manifests itself will be different, obviously, depending on the, the people. But I feel like it's just that idea. It, it, it almost is. It's like you call it a yellow. I feel like I haven't read the chapters, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I feel like you call it a yellow because it's something that's like, it, it because you can't really define it. Yeah, fully, you can't really it, define it. But the way I, I see it is that it's yellow because it's bright and it's because it's like promising and Yeah. I have um, I have the book with me right now if I could like just read a little snippet. Mm-hmm. Uh, el amarillo en, está entre el amor y, el, y la amistad. Por eso muchas veces se confunde. Dicese que aquella persona que es especial en tu vida, los amarillos se encuentran entre los amigos y los amores. No es necesario verlos a menudo ni mantener contacto con ellos. And one of the examples that they give, which I think is so beautiful, es curioso, el sol siempre está ahí. Like el sol, the sun, está, siempre está ahí arriba observándonos, dando calor, en, en cambio que poco le aguantamos la ma- mirada. Sin duda es el gran amarillo. Lo sentimos, lo notamos, sabemos que está ahí, pero no tenemos siempre que mirarlo mucho. Hmm. And that's like another way too, because like right now I'm apart from you, but I feel like you're kind of like a constant ever since I've met you or and since our, our friendship has desarrollado. Mm-hmm. Um, you are that, that yellow presence, sunshiny presence in <laughs> my life. Oh, thank Aww. you. <laughs> And I think um, something I said to Ceci when we were hanging out one time was um, we were also just talking about us and our Amarillo friendship, which was that I I really do think um, not only have I had this like very fast developing friendship with you, one that's been sincere and genuine and also very um, just deep and profound in a very, in, in in a very invigorating and inspiring way. But uh, I told Ceci that I really think she's probably, if not the healthiest, one of the healthiest relationships, I friendships I have right now. Um, because I feel like her and I, I mean, as we said, we talk about everything under the sun, but so much of our conversations have to do with like the ways in which we're trying to combat oppression. <laughs> yes. Um, not only outside in the world, but also within ourselves. Like how do we 
fight internalized sexism and how do we internalize, I mean, uh, fight internalized like bad phobia and internal, uh, internalized mm-hmm. racism and all these things. And so I feel like Ceci is really important to me because you are, for me, I think the definition of an accountability buddy, because um, I feel as though you actually, because I, I mean, I definitely have friends where I talk to the, I talk about these issues with, mm-hmm. and we talk about how we envision ourselves fighting uh, oppression or like really making the moves to address the shit that's going on in our lives. But I feel like you are actually ready to do it. Yeah. And I mean, I think part I feel of like that is are just the art, even our geographical situation in our life. Um, not that we're even strictly together in Madrid anymore, but um, I know exactly what you mean when you say that. Like, I feel so connected to you because I feel like you are in the same boat with me. I have beautiful friendships back home that I also, when I'm back home and throughout college, I feel that strongly about. But right now at this point in my life, you are also that 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 for me. Yeah. And I also feel like you in a lot of ways that other people haven't and not, you know, I'm not saying that it's because they're lacking. It's simply it's just like a, something I've observed is that like you are not afraid to tell me like how shit is and really challenge me on my shit. Um, whereas I feel like in a lot of other relationships that I have, I'm doing a lot of the the guiding and the, and the, I don't want to say teaching, but the kind of, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I'm doing a lot of the guiding and I feel like with you and I, it's like, we're both doing guiding, but in yeah. different ways. Like we really do offer each other Compliment- guidance. guidance. In- yes. That's so true. Yeah. I very much admire and like value that about you. Like you consistently help me to grow. You are. Yeah. I think it is very, we have this like complimentary relationship. Like some of the things that I really struggle with, like you're kind of more of an expert in, Like, just an example, I think you are such a beautiful communicator and you're so patient (laughs) with others. Whereas, like, (laughs) that's true. um, You know, just an example how that compliments me. I'm like super reactionary. Maybe that's because I was raised by a Scorpio, Scorpio, and some of my favorite (laughs) people in my life are Scorpios. Shout out to George, shout out to Aaron. Like, yes, but like, I think. I can just be really reactionary to people and impatient sometimes. And you remind me to kind of like slow down and like, um, Mm. yeah. I also feel like something that you do well that I haven't really encountered is like, if it's kind of like you, I don't know if you realize it, but when I say I'm going to do a thing, like for (laughs) example, with like trying to fight back diet culture, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm learning more about diet culture and like all that stuff. And that's for a whole other episode. But um, when I throw something out there about how I want to combat, combat it and like do something about it, you don't let me sleep on that. You're like, you just did, you just said you were going to do this thing and look at what you're doing. Yeah. And like people don't, (laughs) people don't really do that to me. Yeah. Um, And that's so in my life, especially at the point at which I am now, where I feel like I really have learned a lot about, my own life and ways to take care of myself. And I'm really, what I'm really starting to get to is the nitty gritty of my life. Like I feel like I've really started to improve in sort of the easier areas. Mm -hmm. And now I'm getting to the really hard stuff. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you being there to be like, Oh, you know, you're doing, you said you were going to do the thing and you're doing the thing. Um, I don't really have that in my life for the more difficult things. Yeah. And so I really am grateful for you because whether you realize you're doing that or not, you're holding me accountable, I feel like, in the most um, legitimate way. And I haven't really experienced that before. And it's really pushing me to actually not just, you know, talk the talk, but to walk the walk as well. Yeah, but I'm also empowered to walk the walk because you're right next to me in my right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing. Yeah, I just feel like when you say like when and that's another thing, too. I honestly feel like when you say you're going to walk the walk with me, I like actually believe you, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like so that you're saying it and that you're just going to say it. And like, I feel like, I don't know. It's, I feel like you say it and then you are trying to figure out for yourself. Okay. I said it now. How do I actually do it? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I can, I don't have to think about that. I feel like I just automatically trust that that is work that you're already doing. And so I really do feel like you really are there 
beside me in this, you know, in this journey, I guess you could say. Yeah. Well, ditto. Ditto goes for you, Thea. Yeah. So, I mean, that's how we met. Sessie just opened her home to me, her little room to me, rather. Yes. I said yes. <laughs> she said yes, y'all. <laughs> Hashtag she said yes. Where's Udiel? <laughs> just kidding, babe. Um, yeah, and it's so funny because, like, collectively, you know, so Genesis first visit and her living with me for, like, a week, that was back in November. Mm-hmm. And then literally, like, we – that's when that's when it started where we, like, would stay up till, like, 2 a.m. talking. Even that whole week having just, you know, quote-unquote, just met, um, we started the, like, late-night conversations. I would go to, to work the next day tired because this bitch kept me up at night <laughs> in the best way, in the best way. Like, I oh, that was so soul-nourishing and, like – I just loved it. And so then even after you left, like, you know, I, I didn't know that we were going to, you know, keep this thing going. And I'm so glad we did because it got to the point where I missed her. And I was like, when are you coming back? Like, you know, you can come stay with me. And she did. So she came in January. Mm-hmm. And what happened? <laughs> oh, gosh. And then this podcast happened. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. But more specifically, like, she came for 10 days oh, and oh, we... Yeah. I'm sorry, I did like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, came, I was gonna stay for a week, and then you extended it to ten. And then once you were here, I literally I was like, it. I was like, Dia, don't, yeah. don't go. And you're like, I don't want to go. She's like, What if I don't? And then and then I didn't. And then I stayed another week. Yes, and it was magical. So she's. I had her for two weeks, and then you know, of course, we did the most during those two weeks. We did all the foodie adventures and like went to a bunch of events together, and so it's gotten to the point now. Like even though physically we've only been like together in Madrid like for three weeks collectively, um, people see us as like a package set. And I feel like that that just speaks to our amarioness. Yeah, yeah. Word. I think totally. that also. Yeah, I think other people see it as well, which is. Which is, I guess, maybe part of what being an Amadio to each other means to us, you know? Right. Yeah. Totally. Well, I hope this wasn't like us <laughs> for Nazi anybody who listens to this, like <laughs> mushy, just us sort of bathing or basking in our own, like in our in our, the glory of our friendship. <laughs> but I mean, um, we share this. At least I feel like we talk about this because. I mean, this is definitely something I, I hope and wish other people to experience and have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and totally. Because yeah. I've seen my mom have this relationship with my Aunt Monique. And I've, it's a relationship I so admire. I look at it and I'm like, me, me sale la baba. Like, I'm drooling. Like, I, want, <laughs> I, I, like would, I could spend hours just listening to them talk and laugh together because it's a whole nother. I've never seen anyone make my laugh my mom laughed so hard in my life and like I'm her own beloved child favorite child like (laughs) (laughs) and I make her laugh all this but all the time no I'm kidding but um but yeah there's just like something like muy unico about her relationship with Monique and I've always like I want that in my life and I think you're you're one of those or if not the um for me Mm -hmm. at this point in my life and I'm so grateful for it but it's funny because you know, we started this podcast kind of out of the blue. And, like, some of my friends from back home are just like, who is Genesis? <laughs> right? That's really funny. I mean, it makes sense because it's, I mean, this has really happened within the last, I don't know, November, December, three, like three, months, three yeah. four months. Also, wait, we're, we have to give it a shout out to Steven and Eric. Yeah. Uh, Steven and Eric. Okay, so um, plug. Steven and Eric are two friends that I have in Providence. Um, shout out to them. They have a podcast, an amazing podcast that all of you need to listen to called To the Stove and Back, spelled as it sounds. Um, their podcast, uh, I love their podcast, and it's also just really nice because I get to hear Steven and Eric talk about just can't, I, I just feel like I'm there. And they're, I don't, I don't even know, I didn't even know them, and I listened to their voices are so relaxing and enjoyable and the whole vibe that they got going on in that podcast is- and they just talk about the realest shit and i just really appreciate yes they're automatic um, but we hundred but- spirits for me oh yeah and ceci and i were listening to an episode and then oh yeah ceci and i were listening to an episode and then our 
our angel cards that day were, were sisterhood and creativity. Yes, yes, that's right. And then that's when Ceci was like, oh my God, we need to make a fucking podcast. Yes, yes. So shout out to them because they absolutely played a huge role in in the creation of this one. So shout out to you two. I miss you both and I hope to see you both when I'm in Providence. Ceci, you're going to have to come visit us. <laughs> yes, or or they can come out here to Madrid. Too much reason. Yeah, honestly, y'all should do that instead. But <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of like the story. We figured that before we continue with future episodes of the podcast, you could at least know why why we're doing it because of you know yeah especially if your friends are like who's genesis and i'm sure my friends are like who's sissy even though right yeah i don't know how many friends have listened to my to to this podcast (laughs) but that's so funny because i have i have a good handful of friends and then also like my family members are really getting a lot out of it because they just and and that for me is like all i need like i really we're obviously not doing this really for like fame or trying to get yeah, we're not trying to get like, or anything. Yeah. Um, that's also why, like, the vibe of this is, I hope, really chill. But yeah, they, 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 I think they'll appreciate because they don't fully understand like who you are and how I met you and stuff. Yeah. Word. Well, so, I mean, yeah. I would, I really would want to do a check in about Black Panther, Wakanda forever, but. Uh, I don't think we don't have time. <laughs> we don't have time. That because of course, because of course, we just we're gonna have to put a pin in that. Like, don't know when to shut up. So we're gonna have to put a pin in that one. Yeah, and actually, that might be better because I think I'm gonna rewatch it this this weekend because I just didn't have enough. Oof! <laughs> if you haven't watched it, please go watch the Black Panther. Please, please do it. I I don't even. I'm not into superhero movies. This is the only movie. Genesis doesn't even sit movie down really for watch. movies. Period. She doesn't know how That's to sit still, <laughs> and she did it for Black Panther. So if she can do it, you can do it, and you should do it. Um, it's a very important historical moment. Honestly, um, mm-hmm. if if you're not into like superhero movies, at least watch it for its like historical value and its cultural value. It's just amazing. It's also just beautiful beautiful it really oh god i don't want to give any spoilers but like right, uh, right. i literally could have started crying within the first five minutes yeah but that's also because i'm just an emotional human being <laughs> yeah that makes sense oh i would have i wish we could have watched it together i know it would have been clutch we would have been talking about that por horas after yeah yeah oh bueno can't have everything you want well's the uh bueno i yeah. guess it's time to wrap up well um Thank you if you've listened to us the whole way through. <laughs> also, we always like love hearing feedback or questions or anything that like I love that like in past episodes, like I've had like messages from friends like, oh my God, like no way I didn't know about this or like you should talk about this or like we'd love feedback or suggestions or anything critique as well because, you know, yeah, but just talk to us. Yeah, the, we'd like it, to hear from you. It just shows that we have listeners, and even just that is, is a really great feeling. <laughs> bueno, un beso a todos. Uh, chao, até logo, as they say in Portugal. <laughs> até logo? Até logo. Yeah, or they just say chao. Yeah, same in Spain. Chao. Chao, chaito, venga, un beso. Got a friend in